0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Jackson Zakaria, and we're going to explore TikTok growth strategy. If you haven't been sure about how in the world to get started with TikTok and ultimately to grow really, really big, in a way that's going to benefit you and your business, well, then this is the episode for you. You are absolutely going to love it. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you do not miss any of our future content. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. Are you all in on Instagram, but you're overwhelmed by a never-ending stream of direct messages? Do you feel like you're losing out on turning legit prospects into customers? Do you know you're leaving money on the table, but there's only so much of you to go around? Your solution is Instagram DM automation by ManyChat, the platform that turns your Instagram conversations into conversions. Here's what ManyChat does for you. Number one, it reduces your stress by instantly answering your followers' most common questions directly within Instagram DMs so you can focus on other business-building tasks. Number two, ManyChat supercharges your Instagram promotions. For example, ask your followers to DM you a keyword and ManyChat will guide them towards a sale without you doing a thing. Number three, ManyChat effortlessly collects email addresses or phone numbers, enabling you to move those Instagram conversations to a platform you can control. Plus, Instagram comments can trigger automations. The best part—you can start testing ManyChat's advanced features for free. Simply visit manychat.com/sme for 30-day free access to ManyChat's full-featured Pro account. For faster setup, do this in front of your computer. Again, visit manychat.com/sme. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. Hey, I've got a quick question for you. Is your influencer marketing process a complete mess? Are you frustrated trying to jump between emails, direct messages, text messages, and ever-changing spreadsheets? What if you could eliminate the chaos and instead focus your valuable time on finding high-quality influencers and proving your ROI? Your solution is Tagger, the leading end-to-end influencer marketing platform that's actually easy to use. Here's what Tagger does for you. Number one, it literally handles everything. Use Tagger to sign contracts, review content, loop in collaborators, activate campaigns, and pay influencers. Number two, Tagger's discovery tool finds you quality creators fast. Gone is your hunt for talent. Wanna find influencers who have an affinity for your brand? Check. Influencers who work with your competitors? Check. Number three, easily track and report ROI. Tiger tracks earned media value, compares influencers side by side, measures engagement and growth, and much, much more. Plus, Tiger supports influencers on all the major social platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Pinterest, and TikTok. Want to see how it works? Go to taggermedia.com SME and hit the request demo button. You'll get a live customized demo that shows you how Tagger will simplify your influencer marketing process and make you look like a rock star. Again, visit taggermedia.com SME. You support this show by checking out our sponsors. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Jackson Zakaria helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Jackson Zakaria. If you don't know who Jackson is, he's a TikTok strategist who helps creators build a loyal audience that gets conversions. He's at Jackson's Tips on TikTok, and his course is the Talk Academy. Welcome to the show, Jackson.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I can't wait to be here.
0: Well, I'm super stoked to have you here today. Today, Jackson and I are going to explore strategy on TikTok. Now, before we go there, I would love to hear your story. Start wherever you want to start. How the heck did you get into TikTok? Awesome. Thank you so
1: much. Oh my God, what a journey. And everyone uh, who's tuning in, thank you so much. I used to listen to the examiners, like newsletters and podcasts and everything. So it's a very full circle moment for me. Nice. Uh, For those of you who don't know, yeah, I'm 23 years old at the moment, but I started on TikTok professionally we'll call it at 21 but as like a consumer at 19 years old when i was studying abroad in italy now you hear my last name zaccaria it's pretty italian so i was like embracing the family roots there but i was also you know teetering between do i want to do entrepreneurship or do i want to pursue my law degree uh, my pre law degree further and i logged onto tiktok over there in italy and i was like hmm and remember at the moment at this time there were only about you know maybe a couple thousand active users on TikTok. A viral post was considered, you guys, a thousand likes. Wow. Whereas a a viral post today is considered millions of likes and hundreds or tens of millions of views. It's a very, very different landscape and space back then.
0: Just out of curiosity, was it in Italian when you're in in Italy or was it in English that you were you were consuming it? It's so funny
1: that you ask that. So, yeah, most of my creators, uh, not in Italy because no one in Italy had the app, but it was more UK because this app. uh, And if anyone's a local business watching the app and the content is so regional based and whatever your local region is, is oftentimes the content you're going to see on your feed.
0: Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So you were 19 and you were abroad in Italy and you start messing around with TikTok. So tell us more. What happened?
1: So I was having fun on there, but in the back of my mind, and I know a lot of people watching this, you guys are entrepreneurial minded as well. So you're kind of always thinking about these things. I was like, "Hmm, what's going to happen here? So I took a little break and I was just getting curious about the app at more of a level than just, you know, scrolling and having fun. Uh, and then I stumbled upon a podcast by Gary V and Gary V was just pushing down our throats in the best of way, p- ways possible uh, to hop on TikTok because it was going he was actually calling it musically at the time because right. that's what this app formerly was and he was like get on it uh, businesses get on it do this. So I was like, you know what? Let me do it so right around that time because this was about a year after was when covid hit and when tiktok started to become extremely popular just about a month before that i started posting about mindset of all things and manifestation because i was you know like i said going between law school uh or like my own entrepreneurial journey Obviously, uh, the one I preferred. And believe it or not, even though TikTok was booming and people were growing super fast in the beginning, it took me four months to even hit, you know, 10,000 followers. It took me several months to hit 1,000 followers. So it was a very, very slow burn at first. And then it really shot up fast. And we'll talk about how you can do the same later. But essentially, you know, it, it was an app that was for dancing kids that turned into one of the biggest educational, you know, converting bases on the internet now. So it's really, really cool how it's evolved since I was 19 years old. And yeah, it's really, I mean, it allowed me to pursue entrepreneurship, which I'm super grateful for.
0: So if I'm hearing you correctly, it was around 2020 when you started taking TikTok seriously. Is that when you first started posting or was it back in 2019 before COVID?
1: Yeah. So hopefully I said this right. So 2018 was when I started and then yeah, 2020 was when I started taking it super seriously.
0: Got it. So What was your goal? You know, you said you were talking about mindset and stuff. What were you hoping would would happen as a result of you posting on the platform?
1: I wanted to be a, a coach, in all honesty. I wanted to, it's really funny. I wanted to do exactly what I'm doing today. At the time, it was more mindset coaching, but I quickly moved into TikTok tips after my first few thousand followers and more marketing advice just by sharing my own knowledge. The goal was to build a coaching business and, you know, a lifestyle that would be supported
0: by that, you know. Not the ninth. Yeah. Tell us about what happened. Like, tell us what happened. So, you started with these somewhere along the journey of posting over the last couple of years, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You made a transition and tell us a little bit about that. Like, why did you decide to get into sharing tips specifically about TikTok and kind of what did that do for you and for your business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So it's funny, I flopped on Instagram twice. My poll responses used to get like eight views. I was kind of like showing up in the shadows of the gurus in the world. And something we'll talk about today is finding your voice on the platform because it's so important to stand out. And I felt like I hadn't found my voice on any other platform. Now, when I hopped over to TikTok, I was able to have a clean slate mentally, which a lot of you might find, you know, when you start something fresh, it's really exciting. It's new. Uh, TikTok is the same thing. You're not necessarily creating in the shadows of the old habits of the weird neighbors that you've had, your you know, sorority roommates, whatever it might be. You're kind of embracing maybe like a leveled up version of yourself, maybe the person that you don't show to the world. And so for me over on Instagram, I was like, yeah, like I'm kind of in this mindset space. But when I hopped onto TikTok, I was able Able to you know feel confident and secure speaking on this passion of mine, which really was like marketing and entrepreneurship and those types of strategies. I actually built my first business around the game Minecraft. I like had my own server when I was like 15 years old. So it's always been in my blood, but it was like a hidden self because I was raised by a line of restaurateurs as well, uh, my mom. But I always hid it from people, and so TikTok gave me that clarity because I was like, whoa. And post whatever I want, and no one knows me on this app. It was really great. So, what it did for my business was it allowed me to be a standout person in my industry, even though I was just starting. And, you know, since then, I've built up a five figure per month, if we're going to talk, you know, income coaching business, as well as a following of around 470,000 followers right now. Not just the follower number, but like a super, super tight community uh, with high engagement and like, friends of mine who are also clients.
0: So what kinds of things have you been posting specifically? You kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier, but what are the kinds of content you're creating on TikTok that's allowed you to get to this point?
1: It's a great question. So the great thing about TikTok is you can meet yourself at your interests or your expertise and share it wherever and whenever you'd like. For me, that means propping up a camera in front of my laptop with some light I got on Amazon and sharing normally chunked advice and tips about marketing and content creation strategy. However, I also like to embrace like a little bit more of a ranty style just to connect with my audience like we're on FaceTime. And these are posts where I'm sort of ranting on things like mental health focusing on community rather than just vanity metrics and views and likes and engagement on social media, really giving people tips, advice and motivation to you know, tap into their creativity and bring it out on this space and build an audience around that. Uh, so I'd say my content is super, super educational. And it's in my car, which I don't have a car anymore. I'm in New York. It's at my desk. It's while I'm on a walk. Think about what you're posting on Instagram stories. Very relatable kind of informal. And that's really what a lot of my content is because people want to connect with people on this app, um, not necessarily a curated image.
0: So a couple quick more questions. I would imagine you're sticking with the shorter 15 second or are you going a little bit longer with your videos now that they enable that or where are you at with that? So it's funny.
1: I have an affinity for 15 second videos because they deliver information super quickly. You can build up your authority. But I fear that sometimes we lose out on our voice or our personality. You know, that that thing that helps us to connect with people, because people maybe see it in themselves what they see in us. It's hard to capture that in 15 seconds. So I really think, and we can talk about this even more later, that people should have a balance in their content between 15 second short form videos, and then around 45 second to 60 second videos, where you're able to in a more long form way, really tap into your mission here, your why, you know, the nuance of what you have to share, and how you might want to deliver it my content is a mix between 15 second videos that are mainly trending sounds. And then whenever I want to speak on something is when we will hit it home uh, for around 45 seconds to 60 seconds.
0: I can speak for a lot of my audience. I know right now, first of all, they're saying longer form is 45 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, come on, you can't do anything in 45 seconds. But I want to encourage everybody. The good news about Jackson's story, he's sharing wisdom and insight, right? And I feel like that, opens up a big opportunity for a lot of my audience, right? Because there's a decent chunk of listeners right now that are experts in their domain. And they didn't think that TikTok was a place where they could go and share that insights. Maybe they think YouTube is the better place for that, right? Or maybe they think podcasting, or maybe they think the written form. And what I love about what you've been able to achieve is that you've been able to essentially give short little bits of wisdom, little nuggets, if you will, that's allowed you to build your business. And that's pretty powerful, huh?
1: Oh, my God. It's so powerful. And I'm I'm glad to hear that so many of, of us in the audience are wisdom sharers, are, you know, have this little thing in our field, this advice we want to share, maybe this larger mission, because TikTok really is a matter of just tapping into that, falling into that, having some confidence around what you have to offer and speaking on it, dropping little value bombs is like I'd say yeah. on your audience.
0: All right. So there's some people listening right now that are skeptical still about TikTok. Some of them are creators. Some of them are marketers. Why should they consider getting on TikTok now? What do you want to say to them?
1: So I'm going to do a short and a long answer. The short answer is TikTok will help you achieve your goals faster as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, whichever line of work you're in. It, it will help you to achieve your goals faster and build a stronger presence in a shorter period of time. Now, most of us are over on Instagram. I was too. And Maybe real quick, I'll go over the differences between the Instagram and TikTok algorithm, just plain facts on what sets them apart so much and you know why TikTok is so important. So the Instagram algorithm, as we know, is very recency-based, which essentially means that our posts are hitting a graveyard after just a few days. Whereas on TikTok, a really fun fact is that you can have posts go out passively just by hitting post. The algorithm will send out your posts for over three months. So I have a video from six months ago that's actually converting for my business, which is really cool, that is currently going out on the For You page as we speak and, and getting views. So the growth potential and you know, the potential for strangers and new traffic is huge. Next up, those people that you're hitting aren't your current followers who already know and love you. These are people who are strangers. And not only are they strangers, if you just go scroll through TikTok, if you haven't yet, I really encourage you to. You'll notice that Yes, there is the dancing, lip-syncing content on there, which is fine. But there is a huge growing side of TikTok of people looking for solutions, looking for answers, looking for the way to get what they want. So it's a really like open-minded, solutions-oriented, high-trust platform. So each of these people, you're not just hitting, you know, views, 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 vanity metrics for nothing. These are people who are really open to buying into and following you on your journey. Whereas on Instagram, Instagram, You're hitting people we already know and love. And actually, a lot of times we're afraid over on Instagram to post too much because we're clogging our feed and our neighbor's going to be like, yo, like, why are you putting up so many posts? Like, what's going on today? You're clogging my feed. Let me unfollow you. Whereas on TikTok, each time you post, you hit the For You page, which is the place that all content gets pushed out, the main place we consume content on TikTok. So, You know, as long as you're posting on TikTok, you're hitting an audience of at least 200 people of strangers. And these are not just strangers. These are people with buying decisions, uh, buying power and looking for solutions.
0: Yeah, that's pretty huge. And, you know, a couple other thoughts are Gen Z. You're, I think, part of Gen Z, if I'm doing the math right, because I think you Mm -hmm. said you're 23, right? Yes. You can affirm this for me. But my understanding is that this is the platform right now that a lot of your generation finds to be one of their primary platforms right maybe even it's starting to become more attractive than instagram for a lot of the younger generation and perhaps people are spending a lot more time on TikTok maybe than they are on instagram can you speak to that a little bit what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah we don't spend any time on instagram at all really we spend a fraction of our time on instagram compared with TikTok, and same with facebook so if you are marketing towards gen z or that's your audience there's like no choice but to be on TikTok and you'll be so happy you did.
0: Plus, I mean, how long do you find like a session is on on TikTok? I'm sure with some of the people that have been in your course and others, like are people spending, are they just in and out like in a few minutes or are they spending like half an hour to an hour sometimes just watching these videos go by? Like, help me understand how that works. The videos are 15 seconds. Yeah, but how long is the session duration is what I meant, right? Like how long are they actually watching this random amalgamation of videos come across their screen,
1: right? Right. So actually what's great is since they're so short, uh, people are scrolling for 30 minutes to an hour to two hours. Most oh. people in Gen Z are waking up uh, and going to sleep on TikTok, essentially. Um, So normally a scrolling session, I'd say would be 30 minutes to 45 minutes or so. And there will be, uh, sorry to admit it, uh, several of those throughout the day. I'm ashamed to admit it, but it's
0: true. Why are they waking up and going to sleep with TikTok? Like, help me understand that.
1: Because this is, like I said, I think that there is a mindset shift that almost happens with people on this platform where you're not bogged down by the Expectations of what we, you know, created over on Instagram or other platforms. And so we're seeing completely new, like it's like a breath of fresh air for people. And the algorithm is so interest based, which essentially means that it is so good at targeting our interests and predicting what content we're going to like. So it is so good at sending us exactly what we need to see or want to see. So it becomes almost addictive because the content is so different than other platforms and it's so simple and easy to consume. And that's why I'd also recommend like those, you know, shorter form 15 seconds, 20 seconds videos with a little nugget of advice or, you know, three tips of wisdom because it really hooks people in. And that's the content that really does well on this app.
0: Couple more questions. Do you find that you're spending less time on YouTube even, you know, because of TikTok?
1: It's actually funny you say that. I, Out of habit, the answer is yes. But out of habit, I always go to search to YouTube for a solution for something, even if it's like about my skincare. Lately, I've been going directly to TikTok to search for a video on whatever problem I'm having. I haven't touched YouTube in a couple of weeks except for music.
0: And what about like for entertainment? Is this like a replacement for Netflix also? I mean, do you find yourself, do people are just watching TikTok videos instead of watching like series on, on Netflix and other stuff like that as well in your generation?
1: Absolutely. Where TikTok is the primary place all of us consume content wow. in Gen Z. That's crazy. It really is.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you for answering all my questions because I wanted, you know, people that are not part of Gen Z, which is a big chunk of my audience to understand how important this is, right? Like Jackson and all of his peers are eventually going to be us someday, right? And this is like a big shift for a lot of us to understand. It's not just about Facebook owned properties anymore, right? Because it used to be, but it's not so much anymore. No, no. It's not. All right. Let's talk strategy, Jackson. I think you've helped convince a lot of people that they need to pay attention to what we're gonna talk about next. And so, you know, where do we start? You know, help everybody listening right now understand us what should our strategy be specifically when it comes to TikTok.
1: So just to start, and let's get into. I have a method that's essentially like a four-step method that's been verified and followed by hundreds
0: of people. Specifically,
1: not Gen Z, actually, um, but more like seasoned entrepreneurs or beginner entrepreneurs, uh, Gen X, you know, millennials, things like that. Right. So this is a solid, you know, four-step strategy that I call the Talk Method. But I want to start by saying that, like, the most important thing on here is that you're posting. Ah, uh, content and hitting post a few times a week at least. While this algorithm is is as good as it is, like we don't know how quickly this will change or whether it'll stick around. Hopefully, it will. And I know we have several months or even over a year left, but it's in such a good place right now. So hitting post is more than enough. But if you really want to, like, say, you know, let's take this into gear, let's close out twenty twenty one and hit Gen Z. Here's what I would say. So you know, if we could start first. A lot of us in marketing are focused on niching, which is so, so true. Niching is so important for your business. My business is niched for educational content creators and entrepreneurs. But as we just learned, you guys know that the exposure on TikTok is just out of this world. It's, it's, it's enormous. The traffic that we can get and it's also diverse. So if we're creating content that is super niche to our specific targeted customer, we're missing out on the growth potential that this app has to offer. So I would recommend first, you know, switch the mindset up a little bit and niche up, not your business, but your content on TikTok. And so you'll want to find that larger umbrella over your specific business niche.
0: I love that, I love that. Give me an example of what that was for you, right? Because obviously, you know, TikTok advice did you broaden it up to marketing advice or did you even broaden it up to persuasion advice? I mean, like, how would you, you you know where I'm going with that? Like, how did you broaden it a little bit in the beginning?
1: So what you, the questions you want to be asking to yourself are the same that I asked myself as well when I started, which are, what is my larger mission here? Where do I see my business scaling to in a year or two years from now? If I sold an extremely low ticket offer, you know, who would that be targeted to? Something that needed traffic. What do I want to, you know, who do I want to help at the impact level, not just at the converting level? And for me, so my niche audience is specifically existing entrepreneurs, specifically coaches and course creators who are looking to create educational content on here. I'd say the middle audience of mine is just content creators in general, who I don't have any offers up for right now. But you know, you never know, maybe they'll decide that they want to be a, a coach later on. And then at the mass audience, you know, all the way niched up, for me is people who are struggling to, you know, tap into themselves, just creatively driven people who are wanting to build an audience on here. So my advice all the way at the bottom is very converting focused business marketing. Whereas my advice at the top is, you know, TikTok is mental health is things like that mindset.
0: Uh, So I like this a lot. So I kind of what I hear you say in is identify three Different audiences. One is the super narrow ideal audience that you know. So many of the marketers in this audience probably already know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. And then consider one that's like a step uh, broader. And that's what you called your middle audience, right? And then consider one that's even a step above that, right? Like in your case, people who are creatively driven was the super broad one. Content creators was the middle one. That could be a YouTuber or a TikToker Mm -hmm. or a podcaster, right? Anybody who creates content. And then the niche one are entrepreneurs, presumably who are also creating content. Did I hear that right?
1: You did a beautiful job of summing that up. Yes.
0: Yeah. And this important because we're going to be creating content for all three of them. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Or what's the connection between these three different audiences?
1: Yeah. So you don't want to be creating content for nothing. And so we take your niche and, go, and move up. So everything is converting. And, you know, that person at the mass level, at that super broad can eventually convert to your offer. So it still is somewhat converting, but we're building out a really, you know, a brand of intention that's also a little bit more diverse than maybe the niche content you're creating on Instagram. So you can get the growth that's available on this app that we might not have a year or two from now.
0: Part of me thinks, okay, obviously people who are creatively driven, that gives you also the option for some of those videos to get in front of a much wider audience, which I would imagine would give you a little bit more follower growth and maybe a little bit more referral, right? Like people are going to say, hey, you got to follow Jackson's tips, right? And I would imagine that creates a little bit of a wider net for you to fish in. I mean, or a bigger sea. I don't know what the right analogy is. Am I hearing you right? Exactly. Yeah. It's almost
1: like your mass content is those quick things that really reel people in, just grab at the big pond, and then you're Niche content is like what you might think of as like an email nurture almost. Okay. Longer form discussions, conversation, yeah.
0: Okay, keep going with your talk method.
1: Awesome. So this is the the best part because we're finally going to start posting. So this is what I call the experimentals phase, uh, the experimenting part. Like I said earlier, consistency is so important on TikTok. So the faster we get you posting, the better. I think you're going to have some fun with it because it's so different. But in order to intentionally approach this period, Something that I recommend you do is make a list of four model creators in the space, specifically on TikTok. If you're like, "Ah, I'm not finding too many on TikTok, then you can choose Instagram. Here's what's important make sure that two of those creators are within your niche and then two of those creators are outside of your niche. Uh, so for example, if you are a fitness coach, then you'll want two of those model creators to be you know, fitness influencers, fitness coaches themselves, people creating that type of content. And then the other two to maybe be a chef or a comedy account. What you're going to do here is really get clear on how you are enjoying and liking your content delivered. Are you preferring things that are a lot more fast-paced? Are you liking a more soothing tone? Are you preferring, you know, chunks of value or do you really like when someone grabs the phone and holds it in front of their face and acts like they're almost doing a video call with you that's super relatable. Mm. So Maybe write one sentence each. But what I want you to do here is try to break from how you've been creating on Instagram just a little bit and then embrace this possibility through these exemplars of, you know, how you might show up on this space. Ultimately, your value will help you to stand out just by leaning into your expertise. But if we can figure out your little method of delivery by, you know, looking at these creators in the space, it will be really powerful for you to get a head start on here, essentially.
0: So what about for those people that are literally starting from scratch and they don't even know who to follow on TikTok, how do you recommend they find, should they search for certain keywords or something? Or, I mean, how do they go about finding, if you will, these models to follow?
1: That's a great question. So I would go click on the search bar in the bottom of your tab and do it just like you would on Instagram type in in the search bar a keyword about your niche or industry, find a hashtag that matches that, and then you'll have a lineup of tons and tons of videos from ranked creators who are already popular, and just scroll through there and, and you know see what resonates with you. For the out-of-niche creators, of course, we can't necessarily search for those, so I might just like ask that you just scroll through your For You page, which is the main feed on TikTok, and wait until you stumble upon someone that uh, you enjoy. If you're having trouble with that, then go find your favorite podcaster maybe Michael, you know, maybe it's Michael or YouTuber or Instagrammer and use them as a model.
0: Ah, Okay. So what are we exactly looking for? You know, it's one thing when you're consuming content to be entertained or educated, but it's another thing like to, how are we reverse engineering what we're seeing? What do you recommend we look for? What is it about these creators? Once we find some that connect with us that we should be kind of studying, if you will.
1: Yeah. So this is where it gets like We have to do a little bit of like detective work, but all for good measure. I would say you focus on three things the topic of the video. So, you know, what's the title? How are they hooking you? What are they speaking on in their content? The topic itself, the words. Next up would be their physical delivery of it. Like I said, uh, you know, maybe they're a little bit more soothing, super fast paced. Maybe they're doing content in like lots of voiceovers with a B roll of, you know, some other video. Mm. So, yeah. Topically, delivery, and then finally, the environment of their videos. Are they holding the phone? Are they sitting in their desk? Are they in the car? Is it a super curated setup with lights? And take a look at these three and not only list what you do like, but also list, you know,
0: "Eh, I don't really like this too much. So, should we also be thinking, I like this and I can do this? Because it sounds like it's more than just I like this, right? Because they might like the super high production stuff, but maybe they in their mind don't think they can do that. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So, You don't have to directly mimic. The question is definitely what do I like and what do I think I could realistically create in this space? But if you are leaning toward, you know, a more curated approach, then maybe don't hold your phone in selfie mode. Maybe, you know, put some lights on in the background that are colored, like find little ways to incorporate that without necessarily, you know, breaking your back in the process.
0: Okay, so let's assume everybody does this and they go ahead and they've got two that are in their niche that they've been. Spending a little time on TikTok and really grown to like these creators. And I'm assuming they've gone to their, I don't know if they call it channel or page. What do they call it on TikTok? We call it page. Yeah, they go to their page. They've watched their stuff. There's something special about these people that they really, really respect. And, you know, you said this is the experimenting part, right? So part of it is discovering who to follow. What's the next part of that experiment, if you will?
1: Yeah. So the next part is now that you have that clarity and intention, it's time to start posting. I want to give you a little bit of direction, so I'd recommend that you break your content up in the beginning um, into short content, long content, and trending content. So let's let's dive into that because I know there's some different definitions. So Short content on here is 15 seconds or under. When you film your TikTok video, you'll have an option to record in 15 seconds, 60 seconds, or three minutes, which essentially means that at that uh, duration. 15 seconds, 60 seconds or three minutes, the video will end Um, and you'll either have to refilm or edit it. So I'd encourage you for the short form content to film on the 15 second option to keep yourself accountable for the long form option to film on the 60 second option to keep yourself accountable. And then we'll talk about trends in a second. But what we're doing here is really engineering a balanced content strategy where you could quickly deliver info in the short form way to position yourself you know, embrace a little bit of a quote unquote longer form content of 60 seconds, which is probably sounds like a joke right now to you guys, but you're going to like it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah. And then that trending content, which trend might sound like, oh God, this is a lot of pressure. I'm not sure what to do with this. A, A trend on TikTok is oftentimes a sound that you find repeating on your for you page. So I'm gonna give you a quick like value drop on how to find trending sounds. I don't want you to get, you know, uh, this isn't to confuse anything, but um, when you're looking for a sound that's trending on TikTok, the easy way is to hop over to the Discover page, which is a lot like Instagram's Explore page, and TikTok will literally list them for you.
0: Oh really, okay.
1: Yeah, they'll list them all for us and hashtags. If you really wanna do it the Jackson's Tips way, What you can do is go scroll through your main feed on TikTok for about 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, Inevitably, one or two sounds will repeat twice, three, four times. Usually, that's a good indicator that that sound is trending. So you can use your own consumer habits to find a trending sound. And a lot of times, these will just be where you have the sound and like Michael and I said earlier, you use the text on screen and drop a nugget of wisdom or some value, a favorite quote, whatever you really want to share in this space.
0: So you're just leveraging the the fact that this sound is trending, but you don't need to do what everyone else is doing with the sound is what I'm hearing you say, right?
1: Mm-mm, not at all. You just adapt it to your, if you want to be creative and fun and do it, you can, but just take advantage of the trending sound and then add the twist of your niche. That's what's going to set it apart. Or your, you know, whatever you have to offer, of course.
0: So on the short content versus the long content, I would imagine you can go up to fifteen seconds, up to sixty seconds. You don't have to do the whole fifteen seconds, right? Or wrong?
1: Right. It'll be tough to do anything under fifteen seconds, I think, with the short content. I think, you know, 12 to 15 seconds is solid. For the longer content, I'd say 30 seconds to 60 seconds is what we'd recommend, but you you don't have to fill up to 60 seconds, like you said.
0: So what's the reason why we should have this diversity of content when we're starting?
1: We don't know what your audience is going to resonate with, and we don't know what's going to do you justice when you're sharing your value. We don't want to stifle you in the beginning, because on TikTok, the great thing is the algorithm won't penalize you for a low viewed post or for a post that in our language flops right (laughs) so as long as you're posting we're getting data really really helpful data and so at the end of this experimentals phase and i'll go over how often we should be posting what you're going to want to do is reflect wholly on that few week period and say hmm are my shorter videos doing better Uh, Are my longer videos doing better? When I'm holding the phone instead of sitting at my desk, is that performing a little bit better? Is that connecting more deeply with my audience? And you'll have a ton of different content to say, all right, what is the common thread that we're gonna move forward with?
0: I gotta tell you, Jackson, you're making this sound so easy. I'm tempted to get on TikTok. (laughs) Yes, let's do it, come on. By the way, hey, for the record, for those that are a little bit older, like I'm Jen. X, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm Gen X. They're still on there too, right? I mean, I would imagine it's not just people your age, right? I mean, there's people of all ages. And I would imagine people that are looking for wisdom from people that are my age are still able to be successful on the platform. No? Yes? Yes. Like anyone who's not Gen Z is like a
1: diamond in the rough on TikTok. We're like outdated on TikTok, us Gen Z. Like we're, everyone is on this app, whereas your generation... Like a fraction of those who are on Instagram are on TikTok. So just by posting on here and really like showing up as yourself, you'd be surprised. You might think, eh, I'm gonna be like the like the kid in the corner who's like not fitting in. Or I'll be you're the dad. Be the standout. You're yeah. gonna be the stand or like, like yeah, like the Karen or the dad. No, you're gonna be the standout. And something that's funny is two things. My dad, who's fifty seven years old, sorry dad if I got that wrong, is constantly on TikTok all night long, himself. And then also on me, like on my back saying, post, post, go live, keep it up. And my oldest client is 78 years old.
0: Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so what are we doing during this experimental phase? How often are we posting these different links of videos and what are we looking for exactly?
1: Depends on your schedule. So I'd say there's like a soft approach and more of like an all-in approach, like a soft mode and a hard mode. The soft mode is that you're gonna post three to five times a week for three weeks um, and just mix up. If you're posting three times, then just do short, long trend, short, long trend. The more you post, the better. If you want to go all in, then I would recommend that you post 10 to 14 times a week, which can be up to two times a day for a two week period.
0: Quick question. We talked about how we have these different levels of niche versus middle versus up. Are we also mixing this into the content or in the beginning, are we just going after that niche?
1: Doesn't sound so easy now, right? No. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to get complex. There's layers to it, right? There's definitely layers. I would recommend that since the algorithm doesn't quite know who you are, we stick more to that middle or mass audience.
0: Okay. In the beginning. Yeah. Okay. In the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're freaking people out with the 10 to 14 a week or whatever the heck it was, but yeah, I mean, I would imagine it might get easier the more you do this, right? I mean, you could probably bang out in an afternoon, a whole bunch of these, right?
1: If I wanted to, I could get seven posts up a day. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. And and it, because I found my style and I and I did go through this experimentals phase and you're at the toughest part in the beginning, but also the most exciting part. So I would embrace that. And the soft start of around three to five a week is, is more than enough in the beginning.
0: OK, so we do this for about three weeks, I think I heard you say. Right. So what do we do yes. at the end of the three weeks?
1: The end of the three weeks, you want to set aside 30 minutes to an hour And go take a look at each of those posts and say, you know, like I said earlier, you're really looking for those common threads. And I think that the few key areas you'll want to look at is the hook, the first few seconds. We'll go over how to optimize that in a second. You'll also want to go take a look at the length, the text on screen. So if you're providing subtitles or not, and then finally, your own personal energy or environment. So you want to take a look wholly at like each aspect of the content of the pieces of content and say, Which is consistently doing well? Which of these little variables is consistently doing well uh, among these posts that I've put out over the last few weeks?
0: And is views the metric we're tracking? Are we looking at views in particular?
1: I wouldn't even look at views necessarily because the algorithm's weird and can sometimes just throw up a post to tens and tens of thousands of views just because the sound is trending. Like there's like these weird little triggers. I'd rather you focus on the likes to views ratio. So... Go take your views and divide them by 10 and compare those with your likes. If they're around the same or your likes are, you know, a little bit less than that, you're in a really solid space.
0: So we're looking at an engagement metric. The key metric is, I mean, it really is the like, right? I mean, like it sounds like that's more important than the views because people are going to see stuff they're not going to like. But if they actually like it, that's important. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, it's had
1: a determined success relatively on this app for sure.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. We're looking for the one that had the highest like-to-view ratio, and and then we're analyzing those of the 15 or so we did. You know, what is it about those, right? Was it, like you said, was it my energy? Was it my environment? Was it text on the screen? And you're looking for patterns, and that is going to be what you're going to do what with that? You're going to, you're going to use that to formulate kind of a strategy moving forward?
1: Yeah, exactly. You're going to use that to inform maybe the next month of content and put that out and say, hmm, was I right or was I not?
0: Sweet. Let's talk about Optimize. You mentioned a little bit about how the hook and all that fun stuff. So what do we want to talk about with Optimize?
1: Well, I mean, you said it yourself. The hook is the most important part of the video. Those first, you know, one to five or seven seconds on your video. I'd say that there are three types of hooks on TikTok. A synopsis hook, that is a hook that directly tells, it's the easiest one. It directly tells your audience what they're going to expect from the video. Three, you know, morning affirmations. Three ways to, you know, start your business, whatever it might be. Okay. The next up is what I'd call like an empathetic hook, which is focusing on a pain or pleasure point for your audience. So, you know, are you waking up lazy as like heck every morning? Like here are a few things to do. Love it. Or this goes out to my ADHD entrepreneur out there. Mm, okay. Something like that. Cool. And then a curiosity hook, which I'd use less because they're, you know, not as clear. And essentially, you know, it speaks for itself. You're speaking on something without telling people exactly what they're going to get from the video. So, you know, years ago, I X, Y, Z, you'll often find this in like storytelling content more. Us as marketers and educators and creators on here will use the synopsis and empathetic mostly, if not always.
0: Love it. Any other things we should think about when we're optimizing?
1: Yeah. So there's this thing called hashtag for you page, hashtag viral, these like cultural hashtags on TikTok that you'll come across on here. They're not necessary at all. In fact, a fun little note is that on TikTok, because of just the, you know, universal discoverability on the app you post, you get seen by strangers, you don't need hashtags at all. So not only would I not use those like gimmicky hashtag for you page, hashtag viral, hashtag grow my account hashtags, I would stick to under five in all of your content. And actually in pieces of content that you find you're a little bit more relatable, maybe you're ranting to your audience, maybe you're holding your phone, I'd even limit that to zero to two hashtags. The reason being, On TikTok, it's different than Instagram because the hashtag and the caption of the video, the description, are unfortunately attached to the video itself, to the content.
0: You can't edit them once you post it, or can you?
1: Not only can you not edit them, but they're not separate like they are on Instagram. You have the post, the picture, and then a caption that you can click on and read. On TikTok, each line of the caption that you put eats away space at your video. And of course the hashtags are held in the caption. So I would be really careful with putting too much in that text box because you're gonna take away from your content, which is the most important here.
0: Okay. So the text box yeah. itself, should it have a description or is that generally not something people read? It actually is. And
1: it's it's super fun because since we don't get Instagram stories, like really informal interactions, something I recommend that you do sometimes is put in a completely relatable caption just to, you know, build a connection with your audience. What would you have for breakfast this morning? Did you finish Squid Game uh, yet? Like, what's your favorite color? Right. You'd be surprised, but TikTok is a human focused app and on certain types of of content, You will want to just provide a a caption that, you know, describes or adds context to the post, or you'll want to add something really light and fun like that.
0: What's the last part of your method, if there isn't last part of it? Did we mention everything?
1: So there is a last part. It's really the big goal on here other than building an audience and it's to promote and convert essentially. Now, if you've done the steps above of really, you know, building up your audience, finding an authentic content strategy that stands out, really leaning into what you have to offer without too many gimmicks. Remember filters, effects, stickers like that on TikTok. Less is more is really our motto. But if you've done all that really well, then you're going to have a lot of ease in this process, which is the promotion and conversion. So essentially, I don't want to go over too much because this is a little bit down the road for you. But just two nights ago, I developed a new product that's a low ticket $7 product. I'd previously been selling a 5k coaching as well as my middle ticket course. And I made one post on it. And overnight, it brought in just about 1k in revenue so like a four figure that's pretty
0: good a seven dollar product wow
1: yeah thank you so much i actually even myself didn't expect that to do so well as i created it last week but what you really want to do is as you're going through once you finalize your content strategy if you are creating a lower ticket offer you really want to pay attention to that mass audience and what content is getting a high amount of, of views essentially not the likes to views ratio and identify that and say okay this is a problem that needs to be solved on this app and that's essentially what i did. So if we're talking promotion on TikTok, there are so many podcasts on here that talk about you know how to convert using content on TikTok or content in general. The real rule here is that building and telling stories is going to work so much better for you than just dropping a product. So you know how on Instagram, we kind of just screenshot something or feature a product, and have hashtag ad or something like that. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, we really want to hear a story behind it or to tie it to value in some way. So let's say that you're a, a manifestation coach and you are you know, selling a morning affirmations or a morning routine course. What you'll really want to do is in a single TikTok post, give away free value and screenshot client wins and show those off and promote your product within that one post. So the two posts that do extremely well on TikTok when it comes to conversions and promoting are where you add value and reference client wins and fuse that with whatever you're promoting. Or if you tell a story behind it, sharing your behind the scenes, sharing you know what got you here. The one caveat there is that trending sounds are one of the best ways to promote products. I have had a client who who had a 4K launch for their course uh, and then a 10K launch for their offer because they had one post with a trending sound go viral that was promoting their product. Wow. So I would really pay attention to those three things, trends, value with client wins, and then storytelling uh, for your promotional products.
0: And I would imagine we're doing longer content. This is more where the 60 second videos come in handy. Is that right?
1: Yeah, unless you're doing a trending sound, yes.
0: Yeah, Wow. Jackson, we could go on and on and on. And some people are like, no, don't stop. <laughs> Tell everybody, first of all, where they can find you on TikTok and where they can you know, discover more about you and everything else you've got going on right now.
1: Yeah. Listen, the only platform I create content on is TikTok. I've completely neglected my Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So I'd say go find me over there on TikTok at Jackson's Tips, and you'll find me on content daily. And oftentimes I'll go live. We can like hang out together, work together, or you could, you know, ask me some questions as well.
0: If they want to find out more about some of the products you've got going on, is that the place where they go as well? Or do you have a special website you want to send them to?
1: Yeah. So I would say that that's the best place. However, you can go to talkacademy.com slash SME, uh, which is a specific link just for you guys. And you can check out, you know, what I have to offer at the moment, you know, uh, check out the Talk Academy course and things like that.
0: Sweet. Jackson, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your awesome, awesome wisdom. I know we're way better because of it.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I, I Hopefully to see you guys on, on my For You page before next time.
0: Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 484. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelsner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.